0: Hi, welcome to Sportsy. Let's talk sports. We have spoken to athletes, we have spoken to administrators, and we have spoken to a few entrepreneurs who started a journey in the sports tech industry. Today, we have with us Heba El Masri, Managing Director of Qatar Sports Tech. Qatar Sports Tech is a brainchild of Startup Bootcamp. With over a decade of experience in startups and investment and accelerators across the world, keeping FIFA and FIFA World Cup in Qatar 2022, Startup Bootcamp and Qatar Development Bank came together with a new program called Qatar Sports Tech. This program is to help most promising startups and the leading brands and organizations. Qatar Sports Tech is initiated by Qatar Development Bank powered by Startup Bootcamp and supported by the Supreme Committee of Delivery and Legacy, Qatar Financial Center, Aspire Zone foundation, so on and so forth. Heba has a journey uh, from hand- handling virtual incubators in the university to handling MLS players and the marketing of MLS teams at clubs, from there to Managing Director of Qatar Sports Tech. Let's get to hear from Heba about her journey as well as what is Qatar Sports Tech and how it's going to help the budding sports tech accelerators and entrepreneurs. Thank you for liking, thank you for sharing and thank you for watching. But please do subscribe on our channel Sports Esays and follow Sports CSAs across all the social media handles. Help us spread the word of sportsy Let's talk sports. Please subscribe to Sports C's. Hi Abha. Uh great to have you on Sportsy. Let's talk sports. As as I as as we spoke, uh, this is a typical this is a platform uh, built uh, for educational, aspirational, informative purpose for a lot of uh, industry stakeholders, and it is great to have you uh, on on this. Uh, managing Director of Qatar Sports Tech. And uh, she uh, and she has a journey from, as a, from student life of uh, handling virtual incubators to working as an agent in MLS and back to the incubation. It's a great journey that she has. So I think uh, we would really love to understand about that journey as a student life to coming back to the whole incubation again.
1: Sure. Thanks, Sid. Thank you for having me. i glad to be here. Um, so like you mentioned, my first experience was into, um, virtual incubation. So this was back in 2008 and the whole concept of startup scene, accelerators, incubators was very, very new. And so the best way to test it and to see if it worked for a specific city was to do it virtually. And what that really meant is that we go to them. It wasn't, uh, we didn't house them anywhere. It was, um, coaching and mentoring, et cetera. Um, without the infrastructure, right? So it would just be a virtual uh, collaboration. And so I did that for a few years before I came to the MENA region, in Saudi Arabia in particular, and I did the same thing basically that I'm doing here in Qatar, which is uh, it started with ecosystem development because Mm -hmm. it was even very new, if you can imagine, back in 2010. So we started with the ecosystem development. What does it mean to be an entrepreneur? What is an entrepreneur? And how do you guys uh, assist an entrepreneur? And what is Mm -hmm. it to be a mentor, et cetera? So I did that for a few years uh, before returning back to the United States. And this time, I went straight into a sports agency. So I headed a sports agency for about six years, um, working with the MLS and other uh, clubs. But the primary thing was, you know, to uh connect the dots wherever it is a player whether it's move players or move coaches or find sponsorship deals whatever it was um that was what we did and um then i decided that i really missed the startup scene and the um accelerator in particular and incubation aspect and so we i decided to take this on in qatar and that's for me bringing in my sports and my previous tech managing of uh, accelerator programs together and Qatar Sports Tech was like the fit for it all. And here I am.
0: Nice. Uh, In the span of 12 years, you can call the life came to the full circle from virtual incubators to the the incubators now.
1: Right. Uh, right. Yeah. And you know, the the whole sports incubation is relatively doesn't exist in this region at all. So Qatar Sports Tech is one of the only ones. So um, it's very popular and uh, we're having a really good time.
0: Great. So uh, before I, I, I uh, ask you some questions about the Qatar sports tech and the sports tech industry, uh, you you forced me to ask one question, which is about the MLS and uh, 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 as an as agenting, how, how is the, because US we consider to be the most mature market when it comes to yeah. sports commercialization. Right. So how was that experience about the agenting on the, and, and particularly MLS, which is probably not even top five sports in, in the country.
1: No, no. So, so
0: how were, was that marketing experience there?
1: So the MLS the sports, uh, it, particularly we were only a sports agency for soccer, No, not, yes. not, not a football or anything else. It was just particularly soccer. And so yes. um, it was, you know, if we even look at it six years ago, it's even more immature than it is now. But we saw that it was rising. It was on mm-hmm. the rise, particularly um, when we had uh, Bob Bradley from the national team of the US moved to a MENA region country, which was um, Egypt and he had a national team there. And so that's when the bridge, you know, he was uh, called the American Pharaoh at that Mm. time. And he bridged the uh, west with the east and particularly through soccer. And so that's kind of like the turning point of when everything started to happen. And uh, how we started about is because we were still in the MENA region, we started to recruit MENA players Back into the MLS, and that's how our collaboration started with the MLS, taking particularly Egyptian players from here and uh, taking them to the West. And so it was a big transformation. The MLS was uh, up and coming um, soccer, and un- unfortunately, soccer in the United States, in some places, it's uh, not one of the most played sports because it's an expensive sport because you do a lot of traveling. Uh, the uh, you know, training is expensive, etc. And so now that it's up and coming, there's more affordable opportunities and options. Um, and it's just about time. It's really about time because this is what the world is playing. This is yeah. the sport the world is playing and we're catching on.
0: That's the real football.
1: Yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> <Enough laughs> about that. I, have <laughs> I haven't been out of the United States long enough yet. So can't agree.
0: Yeah. yeah. No. So I even- yeah, for even I lived in, in 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 the Bay Area for quite some time, and uh, while I saw so much of uh, if that was in again two thousand eight to fourteen fifteen time frame, mm-hmm. when uh, I could see a lot of soccer getting played at the grassroots level, but nothing at the top level. Right. Uh, that was a that was a big under transformation, or probably I was actually baffled by the situation. How so many people play soccer at this level, but nobody's playing at the college level.
1: Right. Right. It was so, very. And it ended somehow it just, it wasn't, it wasn't popular, right? Because, yes. you know, it was even a, to the point of like your friends didn't really want to come out and watch you play soccer. You know, no one really understood the game or it wasn't very popular. Yeah. So if you wanted to be the popular kid, you played football or, you know, that's what's really being marketed in the United States.
0: Exactly. The, the way the cricket was marketed in India, that's yeah. how the whole football was marketed in, in, in the U S and yeah. the, I think MLS caught a good eye when Beckham actually came to LA Galaxy. As well. Uh, right. That that was a big transformation. I think that was a big step uh, that right. happened after almost 12, 13 years of their yeah. existence. So, yeah. anyway, so I don't want to go uh, take That's a lot right. of time on, on, on that uh, side. Uh, but yes, it's, it's a phenomenal journey, and I'm, I'm sure that has been helping you here. So, yeah. uh, I, I'm privileged to be associated with Qatar Sports Day. Probably one, I think I was the first mentor who came on board from India uh, okay. on Qatar Sports Day uh, when it started. Uh, so, uh, for the, for the viewers or listeners, what exactly is Qatar Sporting and what is the philosophy of it?
1: So we are, um, we, actually our founding partner is Qatar Development Bank. And so what they um, are working towards is developing Qatar to be a global sports hub. And so how are we doing this? You know, we're, we're hosting the World Cup. We're hosting other events like uh, tennis, shooting, et cetera, horses, all of these different types of events. But particularly, what, how can we develop in-house and how can we recruit? And this is where Qatar Sports Tech comes in. So out of that, we have two different um, arms more is probably the best way to describe this. So the first one is our accelerator program where we scout for the most promising sports tech startups from around the world. Um, And we do this through an extensive scouting process over three months. We bring in the best 20 for two days in Doha. Out of the 20, our partners help us choose the best 10. And from those 10, then those are the ones who are invited for that uh, cycle Mm -hmm. of cohort. And we do this every nine months. On the other arm, what we do is we try to uh, develop the local ecosystem. And we do this with trying to completely do uh, development within entrepreneurs. So through hackathons, ideation sessions, et cetera. And with mentors, so we do mentor boot camps. What is it to be a mentor? Why should you mentor? So we bring in uh, professionals and try to um, sell the idea of mentorship. And uh, then we do it with the angels, so angel investment boot camps and the same thing with that is we'll do workshops of what does it mean to be an angel investor and who should and shouldn't invest and what you should look for within a startup so that way we have a whole holistic approach of um, a complete ecosystem within entrepreneurism here in doha um, and that's basically that we're working on in uh, qatar sports Tech.
0: excellent and uh, as you mentioned i think it is backed uh, by uh, qatar national bank Development uh, bank yeah, sorry, Qatar Development Bank, which is backing it. Was it started with uh, keeping in mind the 2022 World Cup in Qatar? Um,
1: I'm sure. I wasn't in those talks, but I'm sure that that's more encouraging, right? This is... Uh, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: a whole movement of the country. It's like, what can we do? And it being the developmental bank of the country, they, their arm has to be in there. And this is... We are one of them.
0: Right, right. So... Uh, uh, as we as you spoke about the whole uh, local ecosystem getting developed and a lot of activities are happening considering the the fifa world cup in 2022 yeah. in qatar so uh, and i'm sure uh, we are all hoping that okay our, some of our companies get associated with that that level of engagement uh, but for somebody to be part of the qatar sports tech what is the typical uh, what kind of sports tech that you actually look at uh, is it B2B, B2C, variable, non-variable, or panning, any, any kind of report. so. What are the companies that you look at, and what is the typical uh, selection criteria? You mentioned about uh, the process, but the criteria that what I okay. should be, th- uh, ha- I what I should have when I come there.
1: Okay, so we have a thesis, and uh, within this thesis, is four different uh, subjects that you must meet. So we have the athlete. And the team so some kind of wearable or anything that enhances the club the team or the athlete the, or the sport itself then we have the theme of the fan so anything fan engagement fan enhancement etc um, even media broadcasting all of this then uh, we have the world cup 2022 how do you make a memorable world cup how do you logistically whatever aspect of it how do you engage people while they're here how do we keep them um how do we connect them with each other etc right. and the last one is esports. so anything that goes into falls under the esports uh, subject would uh, be that so um, they're very broad that that really covers a lot of uh, what the sports tech is um, and uh, from that we look for startups with that are at a certain stage so the first criteria is is that they must have an MVP, they must show some traction, Um, more than one team member, they have to be willing to come to Qatar for three months and with the intention of staying in Qatar. So uh, our idea is to develop this local local ecosystem. So bringing you on board and bringing you to Qatar, we are looking for you to stay when you come or at least have the intention to you know do something here out of qatar so we look for with that we have to find a fit we have to find okay what is qatar in need of what is our partners in need of do we have the market do you provide a product so the whole market fit of course plays a role um and that's our selection that's how we that's the minimum that we look into
0: well uh and I, uh so i think that that is that's a good to know that okay you're not looking at only uh, revenue kind of thing you're looking at the mvp and taking it forward where there's a potential uh, so uh, so heba uh, now we just finished the the second core and congratulations for that uh, it's the second batch uh, it, it's as good as the second batch is graduating uh, so how do you, in the last 18 months kind of, of journey that you uh, feel uh, what are the uh, uh, different kind of trends that you have seen the sports industry and how technology, the sports technology industry, how they have they changed or matured in your
1: perspective. You know, um, I feel like it's been uh, it's been rather steady, other than the big big jump of esports that's coming out right now, um, and this is uh, pre previous to COVID. So I would say that COVID gave it a, just a faster bump but it was up and coming and this is something that um especially for this area and this region it's relatively new what i do find now after COVID, that is uh was a little bit of a surprise or unexpected is you know the more um workouts at home kind of uh, gyms um -hmm. although there has been some kind of um performance uh you know statistics and the wearables etc now it's more like okay individual ones were in the past or the last time it was more okay team how do you how how as a team do you stand and how can you guys utilize this now it's a lot of it it's like what can we do you know at home or without having to be around the team and this is where i find a big difference now
0: yeah and i do see Uh, that
1: being adopted actually with uh i i do find that there is a huge market for it that would it would last post-covid
0: Entirely, for sure. Yeah, and yeah, even we get to feel the same, the whole fan engagement, because we don't know when the people are going to be back in the stadium. So the the engaging fans sitting at home is something different. And the whole fitness industry has grown so much suddenly, the home fitness. I think, uh, yeah, I I, I spoke to uh, one of the the companies who is into personal fitness. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So it was good good to understand the whole model that they have in mind and how do you right. work out and all those things. I think it's, it's great. Uh, so uh, when you get these companies and you actually handhold them through a process, uh, how do accelerators actually help a startup? Uh, because sometimes the, the, the founders usually feel that, okay, uh, why should I give out the equity and this right. and that? There's a lot of different questions that they have. Uh, so how do you handle those situations and how do you help how does a accelerator help a startup journey?
1: So, it, it, you know, it only works when both of us see each other's value. So we must see the value in the startup and they must see the value in the accelerator. And uh, this is a very apparent for us specifically. We, we fly in experts from all around the world. We look for the best of the best to run our workshops. Um, we have a really nice mentor group with the whole SBC camp, uh, family. Uh, other than the Qatar Sports Tech uh, Mentor Group. Um, we have a great group of partners who are also very heavily involved who do provide mentorship. Um, and uh, given also the, the space here, you know, this is, this is exactly where you want to be for sports at the moment. It's uh, Qatar. It's up and coming. There's a lot of opportunity. There's so much support. Um, it's a, really a no-brainer. The Qatar mm-hmm. is where you want to, if you want to accelerate out of nowhere, this is a very uh, comfortable place to be. Um, and our accelerator is, uh, you know, I, I, it's very well done. It's well taken care of. Uh, QDB has put a lot of effort into making sure it works, uh, and it's uh, successful. And I feel like we're doing a good job.
0: Yeah, uh, indeed. I think every company who has come out of that, they are happy about the whole process. And uh, yeah. whenever we get to speak to them, they have only yeah. positive things to share. I think that itself is a good validation of uh, things okay. are going right. Uh, so. Uh, the uh, next question is mainly uh, uh, about the sports tech, as again, as, as an industry. And again, uh, you these questions are probably a similar question put it differently. Is uh, yeah. so how are they impacting a journey uh, of in a in a fans' life or an athlete's life? How the sports tech is impacting that? What what trends that you see there?
1: So you know, like we everybody's moving towards like a digital life right this is this is something that's just uh, given and within the sports industry we've been behind a little bit we've been behind um, where everybody went towards startup scene and entrepreneurialism not in the sports industry and if you actually look up into um, history the first sport to even go and to look into this was actually baseball out of the United States and so they this is how they were engaging fans because it is a long uh, game and Kind of, you know, not very entertaining at times, and so if you look at that, you try to see, okay, it was just only a matter of time where, uh, uh, you know, all other sports have to pick up and uh, become in everyone's pockets, right? Like just pull out a a phone or engage with the, you know, masks of, uh, our sorry, virtual reality, etc. Any type of way, it's, it's, it's needed. It's a time, and I feel like the growth of it is going to. Um, accelerate very quickly.
0: Excellent. I think uh, that is how the whole experience is also changing for uh, for fans and even the athletes are performing at different levels because the coach can give a lot of inputs to them. Um, so as as your whole career is been uh, with the the virtual incubators to, to a marketing uh, to again, so it was it's a, it's a complete entrepreneurial journey uh, from yep. your side and. Be it yourself or working with it. So, it's been the complete journey. So, what is your message to the uh, the budding entrepreneurs? Uh, what in sports tech specifically? What they should be looking at and what should be the thing that they need to have to be presented to Qatar Sports Tech or to be successful in the sports tech industry?
1: Like, like any… Uh... Entrepreneur or any kind of um, startup that you're looking and trying to wanting to move forward You have to have the dedication you have to put in the time. It does take a lot of what you call skin in the game right? It's not an easy process. It's not, um, it's, it's constantly something, right? So you first your product development or your team developing, and then you're, um, trying to go to market, and then you're trying to invest or find investors. And then you start over of like, okay, finding more investors and uh, further developing your product. So it's a cycle that's constant on the move. Um, and you have to assess is it the right time in my life because it is very demanding. So, and you have to analyze, okay, where am I in my life? is this the right time and how can I best move forward? Mm -hmm. So the resources of a good team, the resources of time, the ability to be flexible, all of this really takes into place. So um, Mm -hmm. something that may sometimes be overlooked is your lifestyle and that's why I'm emphasizing on that a lot is uh, take a step back from the um, excitement of it and uh, the potential and say, is it realistic for me? You know, like, yes. yes, it's a realistic product. This is a, well, uh, technology that's needed. There's a market, etc. But am I ready to do this right now, today? Correct. And, um, you know, you hear a lot of, and you read a lot of the uh, articles of, uh, you know, why entrepreneurs fail and, oh, it's too early and, oh, not the right team and da, da, da. But really, I feel like a really a big one that's uh, missing is, am I ready to do this? Or is this the right time for me? Again, emphasizing right. on that. And that's a big point because if it is, then you are willing to, and you have the time and space to continue and make sure that it succeeds.
0: I think uh, it was a pretty uh, crisp and direct answer about how you should have the uh, the guidance uh, for that. And uh, it's it's a vicious cycle whether you go for the product revenue or the or the investors, uh, and it's the uh, it's the whole thing. I think uh, what you said uh, fits the bill perfectly. That am I right enough? Is it something for me? Is my yeah. product there? So it's. I think it's asking those why question to yourself uh, before even doing something is the most important thing, it's like.
1: Yes, because it's really nice. It's, it looks fun and it looks exciting, and it is. It is fun and it's exciting. But there's a lot of pain in the background too, and uh, you have to be um, able to sustain it, right? And the, through your own personality, but also your lifestyle.
0: Okay. So, uh, uh, Hiba, it was, I think it was wonderful having you on this uh, chat show, uh, the, ta- the talk show. And uh, I think the lot can be uh, understood by the viewers uh, of, of our, our show because we, the, the platform is sportsy where we only talk about sports and the whole allied industry of sports. And uh, uh, Qatar Sports Tech is something has made a name for itself. And it's, uh, talking to you, uh, hearing directly from you, I think it's, it gives a lot of clarity. For people to understand how they should be ready for something, or, yeah. or Qatar Sports Tech, how to apply, and the whole ecosystem, I think it's wonderful. Uh, mm-hmm. Really appreciate your time, and mm-hmm. uh, and hope to see you in person soon.
1: Thank you. Yeah, uh, likewise, and I really hope that I've encouraged people to uh, apply to our program. Check it out. Get on a call with us. We have on our website an option of where you can book a Calendly invite with us directly, and ask whatever questions that you need to um, so we can further move and see if this is the right fit for both of us. So I, I, hope I, uh, I allow you. everybody to do that.
0: Excellent. I think that is also a good platform where people should know where they should apply. And uh, and, and you also already mentioned the whole uh, the process of how we go through. I think they will be more ready and eager to okay. come after this. So thank you. Uh, really appreciate that. Uh, take care and stay safe.
1: Thank you. You too. Thanks yes. for having Bye. me. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for liking, thank you for sharing, and thank you for watching. But please do subscribe on our channel Sportsy Says and follow Sportsy Says across all the social media handles. Help us spread the word of Sportsy Let's Talk Sports. Please subscribe to Sportsy Says.